Welcome back to the Corona Chronicles. We are in chapter 14 um, of Revelation. I'm going to be reading from verse 6. Then I saw another angel flying in midair, and he had the eternal gospel to proclaim to those who live on the earth, to every nation, tribe, language, and people. He said in a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the springs of water. So we've come from, at the end of chapter 13, we've seen these three beasts that ape, make sort of a mockery of, uh, try and replicate the trinity. You've got this unholy trinity of these mm. three beasts, and, and there's one that has a fatal wound, but it's been healed, trying to replicate Christ. Um, and then you've even got this unholy trinity of numbers, 666, not God, not God, not God. Mm. And then we see the real deal in the, in the first five verses of chapter 14, and we see how could we ever have been taken up with this fake God. Here is the Lamb himself standing on the throne with the music and the elders bowing down. And now in verse 6, we, we have the, the gospel that's proclaimed to every nation, tribe, language and people. Yeah, it's, um, it's interesting, isn't it? The way that Revelation carries on switching our perspective between the heavenly and the earthly mm. uh, what's going on with the people of God in heaven and what's going on with the people of God on earth and just switching the perspective all the time mm. and uh, you've got this angel flying in midair as you say and an angel is basically a messenger yeah. you know it's one who one who brings a message or one who comes to minister and uh, he's just flying in midair announcing this eternal gospel, yeah. and we just wanted to spend time dwelling on that gospel, didn't we? The yeah. gospel that we have to proclaim. And there's a number of things that are interesting about it. It's the eternal gospel. Mm. In other words, this is God's message for the world that really, although we've over time gradually learned more about, the basic tenets of it haven't changed. This, yeah. this is God's eternal gospel, his good news gospel for the world, and it's something to be to pro proclaimed. Mm. You know, so it's not a gospel that uh, we know ourselves instinctively, and yeah. it's not a gospel that we can just have as our own little private message. It is something which needs to come from God to us in a proclamation, and something that must be must be shared. So even at the beginning, there we're learning stuff about this gospel, aren't we? Yeah, I think that says a lot about the nature of God—that He is a God who wants us to know Him, mm. and He is a God of revelation. You know, He tells us His name, He shows us His plan. Mm. Um, and I'm encouraged for two reasons that it's an eternal gospel. One, that it was always the plan. Mm. Therefore, all the 14 chapters we've had so far of Revelation, they look horrendous, but they're all within God's sovereignty. Yeah. And secondly, that those horrors that are happening cannot stop the gospel from uh, enduring mm. and, and being accomplished. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's interesting. And I think um, one of the things that we really are seeing time and time again in Revelation is the scope of this gospel yeah. and the scope of God's salvation plan. So you've got it at the end of verse six. Who's it going to be proclaimed to? Well, those who live on the earth. And who's that? Every nation, tribe, language and people. Um, so this is this is a really kind of cosmic in its scale, isn't yeah. it? This gospel does not exclude people from any nation, tribe or language. In fact, in heaven, uh, part of the glory of the redeemed people is we're going to be hearing stories of people who were saved mm. in contexts that are vastly different from our own. And we'll be learning new languages and learning how to praise God in tongues that we ourselves perhaps could never speak on earth. And yeah. that will all be 
part of seeing the riches of God's of God's grace and glory. Yeah. Um, and but with all of that said, for those who are watching who are Christians, they might read in verse seven the contents of this gospel and think, well, it doesn't really sound like the gospel, you know, <laughs> because we would expect to hear something about Jesus and the cross and the resurrection, you know, those right. first importance things. But yeah. the gospel here is fear God and give him glory because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea and the springs of water. That is the eternal gospel. Mm. Um, now, there's more to say about it because all of that finds its climax in Jesus. Yeah. But it's not less than that. Yeah. But that is the basic um, command to mankind. You mm -hmm. need to fear God, yeah. who is the judge and the creator. And uh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. And that, that word fear, there's, there's lots of things wrapped up in it because... Mm. God doesn't want us to be uh, sort of trembling before him like he's an authoritarian kind of uh, distant figure. Mm. But we fear him like we fear our fathers in mm. a way. There's a kind of, there's a love and a respect, but also there is an understanding that they are great and, mm. and above you and and therefore, uh, you know, worship him. Mm. And he made mm. the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the springs of water. We, all of these elements come up in lots of mm. ways through the book of Revelation. And we see mm. Jesus with his feet on the land and the sea and yeah you know another reminder that you know this is why we ought to fear him because yeah. he is the creator of all yeah. these things i think that's right and you know i've just been struck by that personally reading reading through the bible in the old testament and the psalms particularly and and how much of uh, praise for god is rooted in the fact that he creates and judges mm. You know, that he made the earth and the heavens and all that is in them and the sea and all that is in them. And he brought judgment upon Pharaoh and Egypt and rescued his people. So him as creator and judge are, are really the big things to praise him for in yeah. the Bible. Um, and that's why that's why it's interesting, you know, in our age when that is so strongly denied, isn't mm -hmm. it? Uh, that God is not God is not a creator. You know, right. that yes. the earth came from nothing. We want alternative creation stories that remove him from the picture. Mm. The idea that God is going to intervene again in world history to bring judgment mm. is something that is just preposterous to many people. Mm. And, um, you know, what a blasphemy that is, isn't it? To mm. deny him as creator and judge. Yeah. When that is at the, the heart, if you like, of, of this eternal, eternal gospel. So... Um, we should be unashamed of that in our proclamation, shouldn't yeah. we? Yeah. You know, he is judge and creator. Yeah. And this is not a suggestion. You know, if you fancy worshipping him, then that might be a good addition to your life. It's a command, isn't it? Yeah. Worship him. Yeah. You know? um, I think when, when, when people see him on this day, they will understand why. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there we go. There's the first angel, three angels in this little section. We're going to take, take them a bit slower and look at each angel and its message and uh, we've spent time in that first one, the eternal, the eternal gospel today.